for joining us on this week's episode of Gateway to the Smokies. This is the second season of this podcast, which focuses on the life, culture, and tourism of America's most visited national park, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the surrounding towns. This area is filled with ancient natural beauty, a deep storied history, and stunning adventures, and a rich mountain cultures that we explore with weekly adventures episodes. I'm Joseph Franklin McElroy, a man of the world, but also with deep roots in these mountains. My family has lived in the Great Smokies for over 200 years. My business is in travel, but my heart is in culture. Today's podcast, we're talking about original Americana music coming from Western North Carolina. First, let's talk about our sponsors, which happens to be me in this case. <laughs> Imagine a place evocative of motor courts of the past, yet modern and vibrant with a sheep, chic Appalachian feel and country in amenities. A place for adventure and for relaxation. Imagine a place where you can fish in a mountain heritage trout stream, grill the catch on a fire, and eat accompanied by fine wine and craft beers. Imagine a place with old-time music and world cultural sounds. Imagine a place with mountain heritage food and an underground speakeasy where music connoisseurs play and listen to really great tracks. There is no other place like the Metal Ark Motel in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Your Smoky Mountain Adventure starts with where you stay. Also uh, sponsoring us is SmokiesAdventure.com. Smokies is plural, adventurous, singular.com. It's got information and listings about the Smokies. It's a big directory, and it also has a lot of articles about the going and enjoying the Smokies. And it focuses on outdoor life. Uh, like hiking and camping and family adventures and outdoor recreation and also gets into uh, where you can have outdoor weddings and uh, and then find out information on lodging and cabins and conventions and honeymoons and more. It's a, its goal is to become the leading information portal on the Smoky Mountains. Now, there's a couple of events coming up at the Metal Arc I wanted to mention. On February 26th, at 4 p.m., we go, they're gonna, we're going to launch the Metal Ark Smoky Mountain Heritage Center six-part heritage book series with award-winning author and general manager of the Metal Ark Smoky Mountain Heritage Center, Bob Plot. The first book will be talked about will be Strike and Stay, the story of the Plot Hound. Recognized now as one of the premier hunting dogs in America, the Plot Bear Hound is unique among honey dog breeds because it descends from Germanic stock rather than the traditional English foxhound. The breed story began when its original breeder, Johannes Plott and his brother Enoch, left Germany in 1750 with their prized honey dogs. And the trip across the Atlantic began a 200-year journey that would culminate in the North Carolina mountains with the development of what is now arguably the world's finest breed of hunting dog. And it's now the state dog of, of uh, North Carolina. So the, the program will, will be about that book and, and have wonderful stories. Bob is a great storyteller. And then it'll be followed by a barbecue dinner around six, culminating in live acoustic music with Mike Ogletree, a former drummer with the super band Simple Minds and some of his friends. All this is free for motel guests and it's $10 for visitors. Call 828-926-1717 to reserve your spot. And then I want to mention far ahead in April, on the 15th and 16th, we're going to have a fly fishing camp. 
It's uh, there's going to be a high trout guides limited. It's uh, owned by a world-class fisherman named Dan Saster, who's a 15 year veteran of the fly fishing industry and staff, including Charles Humphrey, the third, a Grammy award winning songwriter and longtime fly fishing expert. There will be, a, there will be an instructor for every two students with a maximum of 20 students. The price is $875 per student and includes not only the, the, the instruction, but two nights of lodging, free breakfast Saturday and Sunday, free barbecue dinner Saturday night, and two free beverages of your choice at the speakeasy on Friday night. One half of the day on Saturday will be an instruction on, on, in the morning on Saturday, and then you're going to go out with the instructors uh, for four hours of intense fishing on various elite streams around uh, Haywood County. And then you'll be able to come back to have some uh, barbecue and entertainment on the motel on Saturday evening. Um, and then we have a mountain heritage for stream right in the backyard of the mountain of the metal arc where you, you can practice uh, uh, your trout stream experience, fishing experience, and learn a few things on your own. Call 828-926-1717 to book uh, your experience. Now, as I mentioned, we will be talking about uh, new Americana music in W. Western North Carolina today. And in my research, I found a, a brief call, call, poem called Smoky Mountain Woman by Mary Lou Iwiakata, a Smoky Mountain Woman herself of Cherokee and Scotch-Irish descent. So often, I think ballads and songs of Appalachia focus on a woman from a man's point of view. So I thought I would just read this as an acknowledgment. I rise in silence, steadfast in the elements with thought, a smoke blue veal drown, drawn around me. Seasons clothe me in laurel and bittersweet, in ice, but my art heart is constant. Fire scars and torrents erode my shape, but strength wells within me to bear new life and sustain what lives already. For streams of wit, Relieve my heavy mind, smoothing boulders cast up raw-edged. And the raven's lonesome cry reminds me that the soul is, is as it has ever been. Time cannot thwart my stubborn thrust toward heaven. I think that a man that can uh, 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 understand that, who's actually, I think, written some songs that talk about that, is Darren Nicholson. He's an award-winning charter member of the legendary contemporary bluegrass group Balsam Range. And he also fronts his own Darren Nicholson brand band on many side projects, while also, while also doing solo gigs and multiple collaborative efforts with other musicians, including duo concerts with his wife, Jennifer. A gifted songwriter, singer, and instrumentalist, Darren's new solo project is A Man on a Mission, which captures a wide range of his talents as he focuses on the various the variety of electric and acoustic American kind of music. Hello, Darren. Hey, bud. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're back. It's uh it's uh I really appreciate you coming back. We had you on our on our show last season and um, and we even report repeated it once because you were so popular. Uh, you were by far the biggest uh, listened to episode. Um, so um, I must really, have, they must have been desperate during the pandemic. I know, must have been desperate. Well, Desperation. Yeah. Maybe it was just my stellar questioning. That was <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
you have a new album, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, tell me, we, we met, we, we talked in the middle of 2021, and you, you were just getting back to uh, starting to do some live touring because 2020 was a pretty horrible year. What was the highlights of 2021 for you? Um, 2021, uh, I'll tell you what, there were a lot of great highlights for, uh, uh, well, 2020 and 2021, you know, I tried to keep a good attitude through the whole thing. I think that's important. Um, you know, when you, when you can't change, uh, things around you, you can't change your attitude. And so, um, that helped me through the pandemic, but in 2021 and even the year before I really dove into, uh, songwriting because I wasn't touring. I wasn't playing live shows. I really uh, dug my heels into the songwriting aspect and recording. So I've got a, I'm sitting on a pile of recordings right now that, that are going to be coming out in the next year and a half that, that are just sitting on the shelf. There's going to be a bunch of new music released in the next year. And um, it's just lit lit a fire in me to create. And, And now I get to go out and play live shows as well. So it's exciting time for my musical um, creativity. Yeah, it looks like it. You guys at Balsam Range, you launched a, a new album in September, what was called Moxie and Metal. Uh, and that was, I think, received pretty well, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had uh, four number one songs off of it. One was uh, number one for six weeks. Um, and uh, it's been a, it's it's been a good record for us. Was and, that Santa Barbara that was the one that was like four weeks? I think it was Richest Man. Richest, Richest Man? All right. Santa uh, Barbara was number one. Uh, Rivers and Rains, Runaway Trains, and um, I'm trying to think. There was uh, maybe possibly Grit and Grace. All right, cool. Well, um, exciting time anyway. So you did get to start doing some touring there. So that I, I think, yeah. like you said, that was really good. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, one thing that stuck out to me, and I remember reading about it and and, and reminded about it when we we're here, is you guys really uh, stepped up when the Haywood County had a big flood last year. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and you, you, did, you, you, you guys jumped right in and did some relief work for the victims and you did a concert, right? What we did in August um, of last year, there was a major catastrophe here in, in Haywood County, major flooding. Several people lost their lives and, and hundreds of people were displaced, lost their homes, lost everything. And, uh, it was, um, and you know, Balsam Range was a part of that, but it was just a chance for the community to come together. A lot of people in this community worked really hard, um, and that's what you do. Um, you, you there, there's so much divisiveness and and things in our country now where it's there's so many polarizing issues, and when something like it, unfortunately, it takes something like. 9-11 or uh, a major catastrophe, whether it's on a major, you know, a, a national scale or in your community to realize, hey, we're, 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 we're kind of in this together. We're still human beings and we have to help each other and love each other. And we got to be there to support each other. And, uh, and that's what people did. And it got our mind off the, the riffraff and the fray for a few minutes and uh, we all dug in and, and really helped. And then a couple months later, we went right back to crapping it on each other on Instagram and Twitter. Like we do. <laughs> like we do. That's what we do. Uh, we, go to war, we go to war. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was a good time. It was good, 
it was you, good to see the community pull together and and we have we were a part of that in some way so well you, you guys right. actually do a number of concerts even though you're like a, a big band number ones all that stuff you do a, you actually do i think a uh and uh, a, a more than surprising amount of concerts in Haywood County, right? Um, you got your own Balsam Range Festival, right? Yeah, we do usually do two concerts a year in Haywood County as Balsam Range. Uh-huh. Both of those are at, at Lake Junaluska at the Auditorium, and uh, it's probably the biggest venue there. And the Art of Music Festival, uh, that's in December, the first weekend of December. Um, and we did that for a couple of reasons. One, economically, that was the slowest weekend on record every year in Haywood County. So we wanted to do something to bring folks in to show um, all these people where we travel all over the country. We tell them about Western North Carolina, Balsam Range, which is the mountain range here in Haywood County. And we invite them to our home and they get to come in December and it does something to stimulate the economy here. And it also is a chance for us to showcase bring music that we find out on the road and show off to our home folks that they wouldn't ever get to see in Haywood County. And we get to bring folks in and show off our home County. And so um, it's just, it's, it's been growing. We started it as we're in the fourth or fifth year now doing it. It's exciting. exciting. Oh, it's exciting. It's a big, it's a, it's a pretty big thing. And that's uh, you, uh, and the other one is your own. Is, is that the Balsam Range Festival or is that the Lake Junaluska Arts Festival? It's, it's the same thing. It's, it's, Lake Junal, it's at Lake Junaluska, but it's called the Balsam Range Art of Music Festival. I see. Okay. We, we, did, we didn't call it a bluegrass festival because it's not, it's not just bluegrass. We did an album with the Atlanta Pops Orchestra, and so we do a set of music um that's balsam range with the orchestra but you know we have everything from rock and roll to country to duets to old time ragtime blues and so it really is music which is what we love yeah well you know uh bob plot loves that you know i mentioned him as a gm of the metal arc and he he wanted to make sure that i put in a a pitch to say, hey, hey, there, you, you know you do some openings prior to that weekend we come to the metal arc <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're open to anything. We want to, we, we've tried to get Haywood County involved and incorporate um, different venues and places throughout the year. So we're always open for new ideas. All right. Sounds good. Well, we got to take a break uh, uh, um, now and we'll come back and we'll talk about a little bit more about some stuff we've done together, like the Bluegrass uh, Band Camp, and then we'll get into your album. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc.
Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Darren Nicholson. So Darren, last year, last summer, uh, we collaborated actually on uh, presenting a a band camp, the Darren Nicholson All-Star Bluegrass Band Camp. And it was was held at the Metal Arc. And I thought, you know, for the first year if we were doing anything with the Mountain Smoky Mountain Heritage Center, I think it was the most successful, successful event. I think it was successful for being the first one. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I was I was pleased. Now, I wasn't very heavily involved in creating that or, or whatever. Bob and you, I think, discussed it. How did that event come about? Well, I think it was Bob's idea. Um, he approached me about doing something like that at the Metal Arc. And uh, and I said, yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. I'm, I'm always for bringing new artists to Haywood County. And I'm all always um, looking to anything to promote mountain music especially if it's a band camp where folks are coming who are interested in music and doing workshops and camps who are interested in playing because that is um, a big part of the fabric of western north carolina and 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 mountain music is passing it down passing it on like in my family it was it was a family thing from generation to generation but it was also a community thing and that music was shared and um that's how that's how the music got around uh, you know it left kentucky east tennessee and western north carolina and and bluegrass is all over the world now you know there's a bluegrass association in switzerland there's a bluegrass association in europe and and um australia i've played bluegrass there's a fest there's festivals in australia and uh, i know uh, in the 50s and 60s uh, my dad left western north carolina and these these mountain people they went a lot of them went out west to uh, the seattle area to be a part of the logging boom and they were part of the logging industry just like folks in tennessee and virginia went north to work in the auto um, industry near detroit and ohio um, they went out west to log and they took the music with them and now there's bluegrass festivals and old-time music all over the place in Darrington, Washington, and Seattle. There's winter grass, winter hog. There's all this bluegrass out there so much that years ago, they used to have a festival in Seattle called the Tar Heel Picnic. <laughs> it, it all comes from that spirit of sharing this music and sharing this culture. Right. And so anytime somebody has an idea to do something like that, which I know Bob's a big fan of that stuff. And when, when y'all offered, uh, I, I'm on board with anything like that. 
I, I remember seeing a young guy, a young a young boy there with his guitar sitting in the audience, and then he got yeah. up to perform, and he was, like, ecstatic, right? right? Yeah. And, yeah. man, he's still playing. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, and those kind of things. I remember as a young player when when players that I looked up to or older players encouraged me and said, hey, come on, pick with us. And um, and and it's such a community thing. Music is one of the things that really brings people together. And um, it it is a communal experience. And that young man is now, I let him borrow a mandolin that I've got. And he's playing the mandolin. He's playing the fiddle. Wow. He's playing the guitar. He's doing lessons several times a week. And he's becoming quite the musician. And I'm really, his name is Henry. And I'm really proud of him. And, um, but cool. that's, that's the lifeblood of this, this music. Wow. That's amazing. I, you know, that's, that is, uh, you know, getting younger generations to, uh, to become totally enthralled with it and, and embracing it is the way it lives on uh, forever. I'm really glad of that. And what small part I might have helped, uh, you know, is, it makes me feel good that we did that. Now, you had an incredible all-star lineman, including Audie Blaylock. All right. Uh, can you tell me, can, tell us about the the, the the people you lined up for that and, and what they're known for? Yeah, Audie Blaylock is a professional touring bluegrass musician. He makes his home in Indiana, but... Um, he started as a teenager with the the one of the legends of bluegrass, Mr. Jimmy Martin, Mr. Good and Country, oh, and, uh, wow. who's uh, in the he's a bluegrass Hall of Famer, and he's one of the first generation icons of bluegrass. And so he went to he went to school with and learned uh, traditional bluegrass from from probably the best teacher there was. And uh, and so Audie, I've always loved his singing. He's got this amazing. Um, uh, voice he can switch from lead to tenor just flawlessly he was born to sing bluegrass and, and country music and and um and so uh for he don't get to play in western north carolina a whole whole lot and for us to be able to bring him down here was a was a great big treat because he's got a lot of fans but he uh um he was on the list uh bass player was reed jones he tours with audie and uh, i knew they would they're so used to playing together uh, the rhythm section very important in bluegrass. So the right, bass yeah. and the guitar were. Uh, I wanted that to to be locked in. And the fellow who played banjo is a uh, award winning banjo player from up in Wilkesboro, North Carolina, named Eric Ellis. And Eric's a legendary banjo player. He never traveled uh, much. He's gone out and he done uh, uh, professional recordings and and traveled some. But Eric was one of those guys that. Uh, he was smart enough to get a job uh, with the state of North Carolina and play bluegrass on the weekends. And we live in an area, it, it, it blows people's minds that there are guys that, that uh, work at the post office that, that play bluegrass at a higher level than most people in Nashville. Right. You know what I mean? And, and oh, yeah. I mean, I think bluegrass is like, a, you know, they say poets uh, usually can't make a living and they have big jobs. I think it's the same thing for bluegrass, right? Yeah. They can make poetry with their music, music, but they a lot of times they have big jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. it was a, it was a fun it was a fun time. And and on another note, Audie is coming back in um, at the end of March, first of April, to do a couple of shows in Asheville and Haywood County uh, with me. So uh, that's what oh, we now he he introduced you to your wife. Now did he? He sure did. <laughs> well, it's it's his first cousin. Oh, really? And, uh, 
years ago, I'd filled in with him at uh, IBMA, and it was in Nashville at the time, International Bluegrass Music Awards Association, and um, and he called me, and I went and did a road date with him a couple months later in Michigan, and um, he said, we're playing at his cousin's school, and we went up there, and, and in my mind, I thought his cousin... Uh, I don't know why I had this in my head because he didn't say either way, but I thought his cousin was a guy. And uh, we went, he's, we were walking up to her apartment. He said, we're going to go see my cousin. It was the night before we played the show the next day. We're walking up there and he said, hey, my cousin's pretty good looking. You know? <laughs> then I realized what was going on and we walked through the door and man, she was. And, <laughs> and uh, that's how we met. And uh, next thing you know, you play music together. <laughs> music together. That's fabulous. Well, uh, I, you know that was. I, I want to say that that you that bluegrass band, which you sort of put together for this, was uh, fabulous. I mean, that was hard driving. Real. Oh, nice. That was real. And, you know, you guys played for hours. I mean, it wasn't just a, an hour concert. You played for a long time. You just seemed like you were having a blast, right? That was like getting the that was like getting the full dose of, of medicine. It was the straight shot to the arm of full unadulterated in your face, uh, adrenaline bluegrass, like high octane bluegrass, not just there's, uh, there's within bluegrass, there's 50 different styles, but that is like intense. You got to bring your a game it's not for the faint of heart bluegrass and, and it, and it puts, it keeps me on my toes. It, it's at the top of what I can do musically and it challenges me. And that's why I like playing with him. And the audience were there because it's bluegrass. They were just, they were really into it. I tell you, well, they don't get to hear music like that. It's like punk rock. It's that intensity. And like yeah. a lot of bluegrass don't sound like that. And it's as Mark Pruitt says, it's like getting hit in the face with a wet squirrel. <laughs> Well, I, I'm hoping that we can do another one. You think we can? We'd love to. Yeah, the guys, they said they'd love to come back anytime. So Cool. Well, I think it's, Bob's putting it on the schedule and work it out because I, I think it'd be great. Yeah. I love the fact. Yeah, we want to do things where there's um, where there's more, you know, camp things for not only adults but kids too. And, you know, oh, yeah. you know it's a uh, – it's uh, and we're ta- – and we're, you know, we're, we're looking at some others as well. Well, you know, you have a, you've been having the you've actually had an opportunity um, to mentor and teach the, those those guests about music and and songwriting on that afternoon. Is that something you enjoy doing? Is mentoring? Do you mentor quite often? Um, when, you, when people ask, you know, uh, uh, you know, I I would like to say that you know I've I've had some influence on you know some folks, but I've always, you know, I'm, I'm the youngest one in the band. I've always kind of been the one that's been mentored, but I'm starting to get to that point in my career where, uh, I'm getting some age on me, you know, my hair's falling out, my beard's turning gray. And, uh, and I actually did a gig, um, a few weeks ago over in Tennessee and I got there and I played with a young guy I'd never met before. His name was John. And, uh, he's like, what you, uh, I was like, Hey, I'm Darren. Nice to meet you. And he goes, what's your last name? And I said, Nicholson. And he said, Oh my God, I love your music. He goes, I've listened to you since I was a little kid. <laughs> honor. 
and I just want to uh, slap him. I know, right? <laughs> Don't talk to me the rest of the night. But yeah, uh, well, and when you're thirty, you're, what are you, thirty-eight right now? You're still thirty-eight. Young. I know. 38. Well, he's twenty. You know, he's twenty. Well, he's an infant. You're a toddler. <laughs> he uh, he was he was super nice, but um, yeah, I'm I'm starting to become the um, older generation of bluegrass, and and maybe uh, maybe I can mentor some folks. I've been more of the tour mentor <laughs> than mentor. <laughs> uh, well, you've had you've had you had you said you balsam ranger been mentor. You had a great mentor in Steve Sutton, didn't you? Yeah, he yeah. was, he was, he was one of the guy I played with Jimmy Martin, and and he he knew more about music than anybody I ever met. And not only did I learn everything I know about music, but everything I know about people and how to treat people and the music business. We would travel to Nashville almost every week, and so it'd be a four hour ride down, a four hour ride back, and the whole time we were talking about music or people or relationships or. Um, and, um, you know, he was, uh, my number one influence. And, and now that I'm getting older and, and getting some clarity and maturity, there are a lot of things that he said to me, you know, 15, 16 years ago that are just now I'm like, Oh, now I know what he meant. And, yeah. and, uh, my time with him is invaluable. I owe him everything. And you're having a benefit concert and auction coming up for him, for his family, right? Yeah, um, it's it's actually not for his family. We've we've set up a trust fund, and we oh. give a scholarship. We give half the money to the IBMA trust fund uh, to help musicians in need, and then the other half goes to a scholarship for a Tuscola uh, high school student for a music scholarship. He was a trumpet major at Tuscola. Oh, and wow. we just it's something to help the community and and keep his name out there. And that's going to be Friday, March eighteenth at. Folk Moot Center in Waynesville. Okay, cool. And so, they can go to Folk Moot uh, to find out about it? Right, they can get tickets at folkmoot.org. Yeah. .org. Okay, cool. Well, we got to take a break now, and then we're going to come back and finally talk about this new album you got out. Dude. Howdy. Hey, Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Spokies podcast and my guest Darren Nicholson. So Darren, you uh, you have a new musical project out, an album called Man on a Mission, um, and you know it's I, I, I guess it's it's devoted to Americana music, correct? I guess when you, when they can't when they can't uh, figure out what label to put it under when it, when it doesn't. <laughs> When it's not really a, a genre, clearly that they they just call it Americana. <laughs> is that like that, that runs from like show tunes to country music, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, reggae. But yeah. you but you use a lot of electric and acoustic instruments and a wide variety of songs, right? It was, I mean, I I listen to it and it's like goes from blues to bluegrass to uh, old time country, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, well, that's what I want to sound like. Some of the tunes are a little more edgy, rock and roll edgy. Uh, and then there's a song on there that is straight up country music. And then there's one song that sounds like something maybe Glenn Campbell would have done back in the day. Like, a, you know, um, it's almost like pop, but oh, it's, yeah. it's almost a bluegrass song. And then, then there is a blues, seven bar blues. And then... Uh, then there's one slow, pretty ballad on there, and then it ends up with more rock and roll in your face with Lita Jones, Lyric Jones, yeah. um, singing on there. So well, one of them goes hodgepodge. You start out with a bluegrass thing, and all of a sudden it goes into southern rock and roll. It's like yeah. uh, <laughs> that was crazy. That was like that was the the, the the drop there was like wow, come on, wow. That was I totally took me by surprise. That's what I was wanting. I wanted this album to be a curveball. If I would have done this record, an electric record, four or five years ago, yeah. I think people would. I would have done a classic country sounding record, and I think that's what people were expecting out of me. And so I've just got that rebellious thing in me where I can't do what people are expecting. Yeah. Wow. So you've, you've had, you, this is on the mountain home label, right? You've, but you've yeah. had a long experience with them at Swalsom range, but this is what your first solo project with them, right? Correct. Yeah. This is my fourth solo record, but my first one on that label. And what does that mean for you? That, that's a pretty prestigious label. So it's, it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, For sure. And just to have it, um, that quality. And I brought in a, a co-producer because I've done three records on my own. I know what a record sounds like when I produce it and I've had success doing that. Um, I like the way my records sound when I produce them. I know exactly what I want, but I also, I don't want to get in a rut of this sounds the same every, this guy's records, they sound the same every time. And so, uh, Jeff Collins came in and, and produced, helped produce this thing. And he got me out of my comfort zone a little bit. Uh, there were, I gave him the songs. I had some very specific ideas on some songs. We had some knockdown drag out fights over some things. And then there were some things that I let go of. That's why you have a, a guy there. And then there's some things that you, uh, um, 
that he took and made totally different. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. I never would have thought of that. And, and so it was just, we, I think we both had a great time. We would do another one together in a heartbeat. I think it was a great experience. Well, I saw, I saw a quote that you, uh, uh, in the paper of, of you describing this album, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was almost poetry. And it was, you said, it was a journey into the human condition with relationships and fe- feelings turned into Appalachian Americana roots tapestry. And then you were saying, it's saying goodbye to an old friend and a hello to a new one. It's like a raucous Saturday night house party and lonely Sunday morning. It's tongue in cheek. It's from the heart and songs written about the life and human condition. Now, that's a pretty amazing scope right there. That's a huge ambition, right? How do you feel about uh, how far you went towards that? I think I, I nailed all those things in this record. Yeah, you I know, think so. that, that, that's what I was going for because, and that's what I write about, you know, I, I write about um, my life. The only thing I'm qualified to write about is myself, you know, and I've, you know, I've had relationships that didn't work out. I've had really uh, hard, difficult things I've been through. I've had, um, you know, funny experiences in, in life. You know, I don't write about living in a cabin 200 years ago. No, I I never have, you know, but I I can write about things that I've experienced. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll write a song. I I don't like, I, I would rather write songs that tell stories than songs that paint pictures. You know, to me, anybody can write a song that paints a picture, but to tell your story and to open up and and talk about what you're really feeling, um, it just goes a little deeper. And I think people can connect with that. That's what I that's what I always loved about country music is it was heartache. It was triumph. It was a gospel song. It was hope and inspiration. It was uh, it was sadness. It was joy. It was all those things in the music, you know. It was a it was a journey through real life and and authenticity. There's something about country music. And when I say country music, I mean bluegrass. Um, um, I mean, a lot of these different things, you know, it's. Um, it's it's authentic. It's the real deal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it was, it, you know, this was uh, I mean, for surprisingly how much it affected me, I mean, and then, you know, I heard you were describing, you have a, you have a song called Love is War, yeah. where you described all relationships, not just romantic, as being a battle. Um, and then you, then you said in there, you don't have to agree with somebody to love them. Right. And, and I, I, I can't help but think, you know, that, that it was not just personal. I felt like there were, you were also speaking to this polarized age, this, this age of where we're battling each other as citizens, and I felt like there was some element of that in, in this in this song where you're saying, well, we can, as citizens, love each other without agreeing each other. I don't know if that's true, but I just felt there was a sense of that, that you were channeling something in the zeitgeist of where we're living now. What we do, we're a society that likes to scold each other. Right. You know, and and that's... Uh... That's and and don't realize that the hypocrisy in that is, hey, none of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. But I think what we don't realize is is that that where we get where we get value in that is it makes us feel better when we cut someone else's head off. It makes us feel taller and we don't have to look at ourselves as long as somebody else is screwing up worse than than me. Then I don't have to look in the mirror at myself. 
And so, you know, and I think that's, that's where a lot of that comes from is nobody, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's really hypocritical, but, you know, and I've been, I've been guilty of it, you know, but as oh, I get yeah. older, I realize that, yeah. you know, if I want to be forgiven, I have to learn to forgive. Whoops, we lost you. Well, uh, he's, he, he jumped off folks. He'll be back in just a second. I'm pretty sure, but he had some, uh, I'm going to tell you, this was a great album. Um, there was a, I really enjoyed this song called All Night Long on that album. Um, and it was, um, I felt that a song that really resonated with old Appalachian music. Um, it was, um, you know, like the old ballads from Scotland and Ireland. Uh, and also like, um, like uh, classic American, American songs. So well, I guess you would call Americana, like uh, Nat King Cole singing Stardust or, George Jones singing, he stopped loving her today. Um, I'm sure that if he was, if uh, he, he gets back here, he would, uh, he would talk about um, how that, uh, that, that really had a real sort of reach back in time to those old kind of ballads and then made him current. Um, Cause it, it, it was really about, um, you know, the, you know a, a, a sort of a loss and, you know that, but you're gonna, be, yeah, but uh, that the, the the protagonist was gonna be there all night long. There he is. Hey, <laughs> I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay, man, I lost. I'm so sorry. I lost you there. That's all right. Well, I was telling everybody about your song all night long, right? Oh yeah. And uh, and I was saying that it, I thought it resonated with Appalach old Appalachian music because it was. You know, like the old ballads from Scotland and Ireland, yeah. it talked about loss, right? It was like that high, yeah. lone, high lonesome sound. But I also thought it resonated and brought me back to classic old American songs, like even like Nat King Cole singing Stardust or yeah. George Jones singing He Stopped Loving Her Today. What was the inspiration for that song? Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's what we were going for. I was like, that that song needs to be, pitifully lonesome because that's the feeling you know that's the feeling you're trying to convey and that it's someone who's lost you know the person who means everything to them you know or you know um that and and there's there's no, I, I want the music to match the lyrics I, i've heard sad songs that have really happy music and mm -hmm. uh, I like, no we've got to drag the 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 lonesome out of this but that was a classic um, classic high lonesome sound man i just i i cried i really literally cried well thank and you man that that's that's probably my favorite song on the record um and and it i started writing down these words when uh, i had the first verse and uh and um um and part of the chorus and i sent it to uh i just sent it in a text to charles humphrey and I just, I wrote it down just like poetry and sent it to him. And, uh, and he started, he sent back um, the third verse and, and we tweaked a few things. We got together the next day and tweaked a few things. And I picked a key on the guitar and I started arranging the music. And then uh, when we got in there, it was Jeff's idea to put um, a, a stack of ooze on it, just like the Eagles would. Um, you know, and so it's got this vocal chorus in there 
that's reminiscent of something in the Eagles where there's a, uh, a in the bridge and it just turned out beautifully. It's, it's losing the love of your life. And, and it's, it's a classic song, man. I'm just telling you it's classic. I hope it gets, I hope it gets big play. I wish um, George Jones would have had it. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. I felt like that actually spoke to Smoky Mountains history because you know, if you read about history and some of the women scholars writing today, you know, Smoky Mountain women, Appalachian women really had to deal with a lot of hardship and everything else. And they, they could come across as being hard, a little bit hateful, but they were really loved by their husbands. Right. And oh, that, yeah. that, 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 I think that took, that really brought a, um, a, a sense of that uh, Appalachian woman, like that original poet, but who, who found, who found relief in her wit and you know yeah. found you know found love in her husband right oh yeah yeah tongue and cheek very very fun you know it meant to be fun yeah yeah well cool we're gonna take another break we'll come back and finish up with a little bit of uh what's going on in the future here <laughs> yeah man. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Darren Nicholson. So, Darren, you mentioned Charles Humphrey. He's, yep. a, he's, a, he's a co-writer on, on that EP and a, and a fellow songwriter, and, uh, and he's also been a guest on this show. And he's, uh, he's going to be doing a fly fishing pan- camp in April with us, but uh, we, 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 he's talking, I think, working with you to do a, a songwriting camp later this year. Do you think that might happen? I love that. That'd be a lot of fun. I oh, wouldn't four, it be fun? Four of the six songs on the EP I wrote with him. I wrote a song with him last week. I'm going to go record tomorrow the demo for it. We've written, 
ninety percent of the songs I've written, I wrote with I've written with him, and uh, he's an amazing talent, and he is an incredible fly fisher. Oh. He's a fisherman. I mean, he's the man. Yeah. Uh, he he knows his stuff. I I, I, I he, he, we talk fishing quite a bit. So um, where can people find uh, get a copy of this uh, this uh, this uh, album and uh, and your other music as well? Yeah, well, you can um, if you want to support the artist directly. DarrenNicholson.net is the best place to do it. My website d a r r e n n i c h o l s o n dot net. And I've got T-shirts and and my all my other albums are on there. I've got a new gospel album, instrumental, mandolin record. My other solo projects are on there, all kinds of stuff, hats, things. Um, and then um, if you want to find a Man on a Mission, it's on all the streaming services. You can download it. iTunes um, is a great way to get it, but the streaming services as well. Anywhere. You know, those... go, go, sorry. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, those stickers and, uh, and shirts are hilarious. How did, you, did you come up with those ideas? <laughs> yeah, I've got, um, uh, well, I've got a friend up in Kentucky who, who, who actually designed a couple of those. I can't take credit for that, but um, I, I have taken credit for ordering them and selling them. But uh, he's a graphic designer. He just sent me a new one the other day because I'm always joking about wrestling, old school wrestling. And uh, he he did one of of my my face on Ric Flair's body, and uh, it's uh, it's a pretty cool sticker. I mean, hey, uh, the, I the two great what, the two great North Carolinians, Earl Scruggs and Ric Flair. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to tell you, I don't know how you uh, fulfill those orders, but we discovered a new service a service recently. It's pretty good. It's called Printful. Right. And they okay. actually will manufacture on demand T-shirts and mugs and ah, all sorts. That's cool. So you don't have to keep any inventory. It's like, yeah. it's crazy. It's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Because yeah. I always sell about one, one T-shirt a year. So that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you buy a hundred T-shirts and you keep them for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like buying, buying a, a library of books and you, you sold a couple every once in a while. I'm still trying but, to sell uh, some cassette tapes. I've got a few of those on there. If anybody's looking for cassette. I, I met a guy once who uh, had put out an album and he had a, he had like, that uh, hadn't sold and he had like 2,000 copies under his bed. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, I will I know, say right? this vinyl is making a comeback and the plan is, you know, I'm not trying to let the cat out of the bag, but the plan is for Balsam Range to do some kind of vinyl at some point because this is 15, this year is 15 years of Balsam Range. And so, wow. Um, I, I don't have any details or any specifics on that, but you know, that's, that's, uh, we, put, we put a fabulous record player in the speakeasy with a, a, a actually a wall mounted album, uh, uh, you know, uh, storage, uh, and we play albums there. So you definitely have to get us one of those, man. It was <laughs> a warm sound. The, uh, the, the, go, the plan is to only print like 200 and do, you know, and if people who who love Balsam Range and the the real diehard fans that have been there for fifteen years, if people want one, it's kind of a novelty. You know, I, I, I'm you. I'm buying one. I, you put me I, on the list. I'm buying it, no matter what it costs. All right. Except, well, yeah, I'm not going to spend a million dollars. Oh, that's the case. <laughs> They're uh, eight thousand dollars a piece. <laughs> what's the uh, most you? What's the most you'll give and not back out? The most I'll give. And not album. back out. 
and not and back not out. Back. Yeah. That's I'll that's what my buddy my buddy I'll Dan do said. I'll do a hundred. <laughs> I was trying to buy this instrument off my buddy Danny one time and I said, How much do you want for it? And he said, What's the give and not back out? <laughs> <laughs> so any other big projects you have coming up this uh, year? Yeah, um, several things actually. Um I'm going to officially be releasing this. You can get a copy of my gospel album through the website. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a pre-order thing. Um, but I'm later on in the year, I'm going to be releasing a gospel record called songs of hope and inspiration. And, um, and one of the songs I wrote with my buddy, Eric Gibson, and uh, it's being played on satellite radio right now. And, and a few stations, if bluegrass DJs out there want it, they can contact me and get it. But, uh, um, uh, balsam range i talked about the 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 15 years we're gonna do something special for that um i'm also recording and doing a handful of shows with a, a blue all-star bluegrass band called the no joke jimmies and it's a <laughs> bunch of guys from nashville and a bunch and, and, and around the country that are in national touring bands one's in the seldom scene two are from the grasscals one you know plays with ricky skaggs and kentucky thunder and it's a bunch of buddies have got together and, and we're in the process of, we just released a single. We're making a, a full album. I've been in Nashville last weekend recording on that. And we're going to be doing some, um, some of the major festivals around the country, obviously when I'm not with Balsam Range and, yeah. uh, and they're not with their respective bands, but, um, and also um, end of March, 1st of April, going to be doing some shows in Western North Carolina with Audie Blaylock and um just writing songs cranking out music got a bunch of bands in bluegrass who have a, a bunch of my songs i've written on hold it's just an exciting time um a lot of really fun shows coming up this year um things that i'm i'm really excited about and life is good you know well you know um your gospel thing sounds great i mean you know i've been in a couple of places like barbados and place and other places and they have a a gospel brunch on Sundays is everybody leaving the, the tourism area and they're huge. They're really huge. You know, people really love that, especially, you know, gospel on a Sunday morning, right? And they, they're not gonna be able to stay until 12 and go to, you know, go to service, but they can go through 10 through 11 or whatever, and then get on the road, but they love that, that uh, thing. So I've, I've been thinking about that, you know, but, uh, uh, uh that's I'm, good. I'm looking, gospel thing is something I've wanted to do for a while. I'm, this man on the mission, I want to keep, I want to keep reinventing myself. There's guys like Marty Stewart and Daryl Scott who, who, when they do records, they might do a, a California country record. They might do a blues record. They might do a black gospel record. They might do a bluegrass record, but they're always changing it up. But the, the, it's always a quality record. I don't know what Marty Stewart's going to do next, but I will go buy his record because I know He's a steward of American music and, and he wants to carry American music forward, whether it's bluegrass country, old time gospel roots music. Um, but his records are always good and he kind of keeps reinventing himself and keeps pushing boundaries. And that's what I want to do with my music. And I think, uh, I think your brand Ameri you're, you're doing Americana is actually a brilliant move on your part because you can, really go a wide range with that yeah. open canvas yeah. yeah it really is it's a brilliant idea 
Uh, well, I um, I got to call it to a close. It's been a wonderful thing, a wonderful time talking to you. I didn't get a chance to ask about your feud with the Cleverly Band, but I'm sure we'll I, have another. We'll I have wouldn't another. talk. I, I wouldn't talk about them anyway. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, limits. So so next time next time uh, we will. Uh, we will uh, hopefully have another time. But anyway, we'll I'll see you at a few things in the future. Uh, thank you for showing up. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate what you do for our culture here in Western North Carolina. Cool. This, uh, this, uh, you can find more about this uh, podcast on uh, facebook.com slash gateway to the Smokies podcast, um, where it's streamed live. We also have uh, on smokiesadventures.com, there is a, uh, there's a link at the top taking you to the Smokies, to the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and all the episodes and, and transcripts and other information and mailing lists that you can get on to find out more about what's coming up. Uh, this podcast is on the talk, uh, talkradio.nyc network, where there's lots of great podcasts about travel, business, self-help, and various other things. They're all live podcasts. Um, uh, scheduled uh, weekly. This uh, podcast appears every Tuesday from six to seven. Um, and we'll have another great show next week for you. Um, and I look forward to, uh, to uh, seeing all of you again, or well, hearing all of you or something like that. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc.